My face currently feels like I've been run through by Tom Stewart. Puts it to the top of the square. Oh, beautiful little fist in there by Dale. Crucial centimetre moments. He definitely has a bit of the, uh, the Beltro spirit. <laughs> um, as I, I have a bit of the Beltro spirit. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the Back Pocket Podcast. I'm your host Alistair, as always joined by my co-host Jack. And uh, it's a bit of a terrific news week. We've got a 19th team and here on the podcast we're exclusively announcing the 20th team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're here to announce it is in WA and uh, it will be based in our home base of Midland. The Midland, <laughs> the Midland Meth Heads. <laughs> With a population of 6,000 people, we're going to eclipse... Maybe Gold Coast in membership, maybe. Uh, uh, there would be a lot of uh, Midland fans in Midvalence Fondview as well. I think that... Oh, no, it extends a little bit. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like you, can't, the, you won't get any from Jane Brook. They're all on Frio. Oh, we know that. You know, any, anyone out near <laughs> Allenbrook, um, that's all Frio. Even though that's Northern Suburbs, which are supposed to be West Coast space, that's, they're all converts. Mm, mm. Um, Lots of traders around. There, there, <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of news this week. Um, Footy-wise, obviously, we, we still... It's the second time we've now heard that we have the new CEO. Mm. He went Yet to the still... he went to the Hobart airport to announce that we had a team that we already knew about last week. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure we mentioned it on they, this podcast. It was the same as how they announced that the stadium funding had gone through three days after we found out the stadium funding mm. had gone through. They love a photo op. Um, Gil just uh, was it Gil? Yeah, Gil went down there. That's what, what I mean. Gil? I don't know. I just remembered it was Gil in those photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like we keep hearing that we've got a new CEO officially, and then. Uh, Gil keeps doing this stuff. So who knows when he actually takes over. Um, maybe we'll have a new voice on Brownlow night. Um, I'll jump into the votes right off the bat uh, as we do. My one vote this week was to James Sisley. Okay. Um, I don't even care that he had 26 touches at better than 80% by foot. Uh, he had nine spoils, won all four of contested defensive one-on-ones, had 10 rebound 50s and six score involvements. And I think that pretty was good. a pretty good game. In a game, they went really close to knocking the Bulldogs off. Um I was really impressed with how they played, actually. They've, uh, they've been sneakily good in some games and pretty terrible in others. Yes. Um, but Mitch Lewis back in that side. Makes a huge about difference. Forwards, it really changes their structure. Um, and, I mean, James Sisley was playing well before and he will continue yeah. to play well after. Yeah, um, when, so. when he's not forced to play a lockdown role, um, obviously he's going to play the football he's always been playing, which is very, very good football. So mm. um, that's my one. My one is to, I don't think he's ever gotten a vote on the show, uh, Nasaya Wanganin Millera. Fair enough. Um, 20 disposals, 85% efficiency, 7 intercepts, 14 pressure acts, 452 metres gained and 5 tackles. It was the best game he's ever played in the it AFL. It was. He was very, very uh, good. And it's not even close. Uh, he was... Like, he, he had a, a quieter second half, but uh, he was everywhere in that was, first half. There was someone in this house while that game was on who kept hearing his name and getting very excited about it because they like it. It was neither of us. Mm. Uh, it was Greg. It was um, <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, no, he did have a really good game. Um, it seems like he's really building form. Um, I'm really excited to see. Like, third year seems to be the big mm. year for a lot of players, and I'm really excited to see him next year because yeah. Um, yeah, he's great to watch. Yeah, and uh, it definitely helps that they're playing with uh, a bit of speed and flair. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're still very defensive at the moment, St Kilda, but um, it, it, it's fun watching him, uh, and yep. that's really what matters. And uh, like I said, it was his best game ever, so easy one. Totally agree. Um, Probably could have given more. was one of our favourite kinds of games, um, a very defensive game without a huge amount of disposals, and it was to Jack Buckley. Yeah. Um, he's played a few good games already, but um, yeah, coming of age is a key defender now that... Um, 
Taylor. Ball. Taylor is out. Mm. Uh, he played really well in that, filling in for that role. Had 13 spoils and eight intercepts. Yeah. Had 12 contested one-on-ones and only lost two of them. Uh, and I think it was pretty much a career-best game for him. Uh, was, again, another team that well, they won and I really didn't expect them to. I, I thought Sydney, especially with both Franklin and Tom McCartan back, uh Midfield strength would have matched GWS's, and I thought they beat them around the ground, but um, GWS surged home in that last quarter, and Toby Green got it done. Yeah, I was in the kitchen. I was making food, and I kept hearing GWS pile on goals, and I had to literally stop cooking and sit down and watch it. Um, it was crazy. Um, but Jack uh, Jack Buckley, I kind of have him in the same category as a Nathan Murphy and a, yeah. a Jack Payne, someone who's a little bit undersung. Obviously, we're pretty big fans of Nathan Murphy vocally on this podcast. Um, they're like really kind of one percent of kings they're yep. silent killers um and obviously that's that's something that we like and uh i totally agree he's not in my votes but um i, I understand it easy uh your two uh, my two goes to harris andrews who continues to get votes every week from us um he was basically allowed to do whatever he wanted in that game um so he had 20 disposals 80 percent efficiency which is usually a little bit of a knock on him uh, 11 marks seven intercepts 13 pressure acts seven one percenters uh pretty good all-around game and continues to have but a fine season i genuinely think he's having a career best season yep. as captain which is um, crazy because he's uh, or, or three-time all australian yeah, a couple at least yeah. um but yeah he really seems to be taking that leadership on board i think it's made him a bit more sensible um He's been prone to uh, mouthing off a bit in the past, which I think he's been doing less. Um, and, yeah, he's playing really, really good footy. It's been hard to judge how good because they've really belted some teams, as they tend to yeah. do, especially in Brisbane. But, yeah, I've really liked his season. Um, and the fair two didn't make one for me, but a good it'll, two. It'll be good to see him go up against one of Colonel or Mackay this week. Yeah, um, for sure. Because that's a that's a pretty big test. And traditionally, he's not matched up well against Hawkins in the past. So no. it'll be interesting to see when that comes around I mean, as well. I mean, he's in good form, so he's, better hope he drops off before Harris crazy, Andrew crazy when that, um, that three weeks at the start of the season, everyone was like, ah, oh, Hawkins is cooked. And then he's just come back for three he weeks and he's kicked Let's like be real. 18 goals. Um, uh, my three votes was to another first-time vote-getter on this podcast, I believe, was to Will Powell. Um, okay. Talk about career best games. Uh, that was insane. He could have... I feel like he could have given most of the Gold Coast backline votes in this game. Mm. They turned 53 inside 50s to six goals from 15 shots. It's pretty That's good. awesome. Um, but he had 28 disposals, 23 of them were kicks, 10 intercepts, five marks, three spoils, 14 rebound 50s. Uh, five marks? I'm spoiling that he's in my votes. I've got five, no, no, five, five intercept marks. Okay, so I was going to say, I've got him down as 13 marks. No, 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 <laughs> five, five intercept marks, um, 14 rebound 50s and three score launches, yeah. which meant that when he was kicking it out of 50, it was going to important places. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome game. Uh, huge fan. Lo- love that back line. We talked about them a lot last year. I felt like he was always the third sung hero and nice to get him in there. Mm. Uh, my three votes is going to Darcy Moore. Um, uh, yep. It's hard to... Uh, really come up with new things to say about Darcy yeah. Moore this year. Um, I saw a, a take in the media that is he the current, the current best captain in the AFL. And it, I, think, I think we talked about it last one. week. Um, and, yeah, he'd have to be in the conversation. It's yeah. definitely That was there. a really special game for him again. Um, 23 disposals, uh, 78% efficiency, 6 marks, 10 intercepts, 11 rebound 50s, 588 metres gain, 9-1 percenters. It's just awesome good stats stuff. across the board. And then the just board. to seal the deal, takes the, the mark, mark to win the, the game. Yeah. Uh, Brilliant. They, they're a freak team, aren't they? Yeah. Like, with moments to go in that game, with, what, eight minutes left, Adelaide were in fourth spot on the ladder. Mm. And then now they're eighth. Yeah. Uh, it's, and it's, Collingwood's back to the top. They it's just come from the... And you could see it coming again. Like, it was one of those games where 
you know, we, we obviously sat down to watch the end of it. You could just see that Gold Coast, Colin, we're going to do that. They've um, got a surge. Uh, the way they congratulate each other, I talked about that the other day off the off off the field, even um, when they're down, um, they always believe they're in it, and it really puts the fear of doubt in the opposition mind. And you've seen that time and time again. Yep. It's, it's ridiculous that this it's happened this many times. And oh. I, you do still wonder, will it break? But, hey, it doesn't look like it will. It so. doesn't seem to. Um, my four votes mm. uh, was to someone who, in a very similar way to last year, it took me a long time to agree with the form he was in, uh, is Tom Stewart. Okay. Um, it was getting into people's team of the weeks and votes before, even coaches' votes earlier in the year. Uh, I feel like this was the game again where I watched him. I was like, he's a really good footballer. Like, he's just incredible behind the ball. I feel like he didn't have a huge number of disposals. Yeah, 26. But for yeah. him, obviously, he's had plus 30 He looked times. really good. 13 rebound 50s, um, nine pressure acts. And I feel like um, we talked about him having a lot of time. Even if he was playing on halfback, it felt like a wing role. I feel like DeConing being in the ruck this week forced him to actually stay mm. in the hole because he had to intercept. Yeah. Um, and he really looked at home. He's such a He's natural a defender. defender. He shouldn't be on the wing. Let's just say um, that. So, yeah, that was my four. Um, I saw, I think it was Cam Mooney was talking about, he was obviously like, Hawkins is great. Let's talk about that. Sure. But uh, Tom Stewart is yeah, crazy uh, back there. It, it was an incredible game. Um, and, yeah, it's good to see him kind of back. It's dangerous, really, because you've got Tom Hawkins firing again. You've got Tom Stewart back in the side. Dangerfield well. carrying on that finals form somehow. Um, it's it, ominous, but it is early in I the season. I thought he was cooked last year, Dangerfield. Um and there are moments of every season where dangerous yeah, looks Absolutely, looks, but his last three games have looked as good as ever. Um, but yeah, Stewart, four votes. Boom. Uh, so yeah, I didn't I didn't get Tom Stewart in my votes. Um, I have Nick Newman as my number four. Right, yeah. Um, I had the benefit of actually watching him at the game and I was right It felt on like the, he was playing very high up the ground for me. That was the only thing that kept him out for me. Uh, I was watching and the fact that it was a 100-point win. <laughs> at the defensive uh, 50, essentially, um, and one of my honourable mentions is Brody Kemp, who played out of his skin for, like, what, his seventh game ever. Um, Nick Newman was not only um, instructing and teaching Brody Kemp as they were playing, but he was telling Weering what to do. He was really in charge back there. Um, and whilst he did get possessions up the ground, that's because... They yeah. pushed West Coast and, and up they were and up and up in that half of the ground for um, so long of the game. And uh, it's it's kind of a ridiculous stat line. It's the uh, fourteen oh, marks, the, six intercepts, the twelve pressure acts. The amount of football had was insane. But then ten score involvements. Yeah. For your like half back. Well, when there are crazy. forty odd scores, that's true. Um, it, that is you very can have true. 10 score involvements, but. Um, but yeah, it was a, a crazy game from him, and uh, he's sneakily. A really good defender this year. Um, he is. I yeah. think he's been going under the radar. We really saw it with the um, the Toby Green game. Yeah, absolutely. So he can do both. He can do his lockdown and he can corral in general. So uh, it's a good skill set. It's just a shame he's over thirty. <laughs> <laughs> some, some players don't hit their form. That's true. Weirdly. That is um, true. And you know, if you get four good years out of someone who's hitting those straps, awesome. Um, uh, well, I, we've both talked about who each other's fives are then. Uh, yeah, mine's, yours is Powell, mine's Will Powell, and mine's five. Darcy Moore. Yeah, so, makes sense. Uh, I, I want to say Will Powell coming back from that injury he had. Incredible. I, I, you never th- I, I genuinely did not know if he would ever play like this again. So, um, yeah, I, 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 it's close to the best game he's played, mm-hmm. and he was playing some really promising footy before he got injured. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of those injuries that you wonder how a player's ever going to be able to play the same. Um, and he did. I, I heard um, a couple of weeks ago Adam Trelaw talking about when he did the double strings. Mm. And he said that, so he made it back for finals that year. And his max speed went from about 33, 34 k's an hour to 28. Um, he obviously picked that back up again slowly. But yeah. for the rest of that season, during that final series he played for Collingwood, 
just could not yeah. um, move as fast. So I imagine Will Power with an injury as serious as that is going to have would have had a similar problem getting back to his best. Mm. But um, he was moving so he well. He looks really good. Um, and once again, the last few weeks has made me go, oh, maybe that back line is really good still. Like, I feel I like you got I, Weller, you got Ballard, you got Collins, you got Powell. It's just a really nice oh, mix. I think it's secretly good. Um, the problem is I think they leak a bit of pressure up the ground. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, obviously, Miller being out of the side. Hence, they're still help, being fifty odd inside fifties, despite them only having six goals kicked against it's them. It's kind, of, yeah. It's kind of um, you saw that from maybe Fremantle two or three years ago. Yeah. Um, they had good defenders, but they were leaking it a bit, and then they tightened that up. Um, you could even say the same a little bit of Carlton this year compared to previous years. Yep. Um, I, I really do hope Gold Coast can improve because I want to see them successful. Yes. Um, and I think someone like Will Powell is yeah. great for them. And, and we talked about it during the week about how important they've been for football mm. in that state. Um, I even looked at the other day, f- football's so far ahead of um, rugby in Queensland now, it's not funny yeah. because obviously rugby is such a high-impact sport um, that a lot of parents are obviously wary of that as well. So football's done a really good job in Queensland. It's, it's New South Wales where they're really lagging. And I think yeah. the problem the AFL has is that they think rugby is the competitor, but it's soccer. Mm. Soccer numbers in New South Wales carry the whole country and that's yeah. where football's sitting off the charts. So. I think it was uh, uh, John Longmire that said um, only 1% of people in Sydney play footy of any kind, yeah. um, which is not enough, uh, no, especially ab- when you've got two yeah. teams there. And As the city that considers themselves an Australian city and we're one of the biggest sporting nations on earth, it's very strange. Especially when you know Sydney have been a very successful team for a very long time and their membership numbers don't ever quite stack up to yeah. that for some reason. It's better than you see with Brisbane and, and, and the like, but um, it's still not... And, as but much they're, as they're carried by South Melbourne fans, though. That's the mm. problem. Like, the, the, the Sydney movement hasn't really been huge. I think um, it's been successful. I think they have entrenched themselves as a yeah. new Yeah, oh, they are the team there, whereas Gita West don't have that. No. Um, I'll run through quickly special mentions. Uh, we, I've already mentioned Ballard and Collins. That whole back line had a really great day. Um, Asav Radagalia I thought was really good, um, once again, because he was the only real height down there. Um, played a great game. Jack Sinclair again. Yep. So good. Uh, Dude might have made a vote if they'd end up winning that game. I agree. Um, Chincotta, I had in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, obviously, it was a smashing, but he was really good again. He had, uh, I can't remember, he had like the most pressure acts on the ground or something like uh, Yeah, it was an insane amount. number. Um, um, and then I wanted to give a special mention to Jordan Ridley for mm. um, keeping Cameron really quiet in the first half and then keeping Hawkins to two goals in the second half. We were incredulous that he wasn't moved on to him earlier like it was insane like you're watching you get six goals in the first half and you're like surely you switch Ridley and Zerk Thatcher like if even, someone's on like that even even West Coast figured that out they tried yeah, four opponents to like cross Kerno for the bizarre. day bizarre like Hawkins was clearly manhandling Zerk yeah. Thatcher because he's, he's what 21 like mm. uh, Hawkins is one of the most powerful Zirk players Thatcher to ever play um, he might be older than that but I feel like he's 21 um, and it just seems such a long change to make and when it did happen, it really did quell his influence on the 24. game. 24. Um, but, yeah, it really did quell his influence on the game. So credit to Jordan Ridley for mm. keeping two of the most dangerous forwards in the comp to yeah. probably four goals. Which is which is impressive because Jordan Ridley has been their best interceptor. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to see him play a bit yeah. more of a defensive role. And get them role. to, I think, four-ish goals. It's, it's, just, uh, it's somewhat hard to give someone votes when that many goals are kicked by exactly key Exactly. So get them probably like four goals, goals in despite general. like probably 80 inside 50s. So... Um, yeah, they were my specials. Um, um, I just wanted to add Stephen May in there. I thought yep. he had a really good game. Um, I, I won't say much that. more about that. Um, uh, it, yeah. <laughs> so I've got a few things to run on here. Um, i got nothing, so you shoot. Sweet. Um, St Kilda versus Port. That was a game. We love Wilkie on this show. Oh, yeah. 
I feel like if you get caught holding the ball on the goal line by Charlie Dixon, <laughs> that's uh, like I, I mean, that's almost Luke McDonald's was almost worse. Yeah, that was actually that was worse. <laughs> um, Some shockers. But yeah, that was a stinker. Um, St Kilda seemed to be a continued news story on this podcast this year, just even regardless of Wilkie and Sinclair constantly being mm. the votes. This week, um, they got, obviously first it was the audio leaking from the coach's box. Yeah. Then it was, is Ross Ball good or are we just imagining things? And now it's, have you seen the mid-season resignation? Yes. Their high-performance boss quit. Yes. Uh, no explanation. Quit that day. Apparently it's because he doesn't like Ross Lyon. Uh, I saw someone on, and this is outing myself, someone who reads the AFL subreddit. Mm. Someone on Reddit just said, ah, it's over before it even started. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I feel like credit where it was due for the high-performance boss. They look really fit. Yeah. Um, obviously, despite the that injuries. Won't, that won't change throughout no, this season. No, and they will find a suitable replacement. Yeah. I don't think it's as bad news as people think. It no, is it's, just, just, it's just another St Kilda in the news. It just shows that Ross Lyon was always going to be a controversial Yeah, and he rubs for the wrong way. He's very, he's a very strong personality, and St Kilda would have known that bringing him in because he's been there before. Did you see Dermy's impression of him? So funny. Oh, my God. It was so accurate. It was so good. I, I was... Um, but if I talked to someone who talked to me like oh. that, I would fucking... Every I time I hear Ross Lyon talk, it, 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 it breaks my head. Um, uh, I used to... <laughs> I remember when Freo were having that really bad year before he got sacked, and I was watching his press conferences, because he's always been prickly. And it was just they had like they lost five in a row, I think, to start that season. And it was just uh, it might have been more than five. Yeah, <laughs> and he just kept getting more and more agitated. It was fascinating to watch. Oh, Obviously, he's in a much better mood at the moment that Kilda, you know, in the top four. But um, it's it's very interesting when you have those very opinionated um, coaches. Mick Malthouse was the same when they're losing. Yeah, yeah. they get re- they will and was point one. at anything else. Damian Hardwick's a little bit the same. Yeah. Um, Whereas I feel like other coaches that are similar in, in Ken Hinckley and Bevo, I, I see them in a different way where, like, they're prickly because they love their boys. Um, and despite... It was 0-10. Oh, and 10. oh and 10 I knew it was higher. D- despite what I'll say about Hinckley and Bevo's coaching styles sometimes, because I think they're a bit d- interesting, yeah. they love their boys. Like, it's no yes. wonder people love playing at those clubs because they have their back Every time, to the extent that sometimes they say really dumb stuff in press conferences. Hey, it got Tom Morris out for a um, bit. So. It, it did, and it, it, that, that really launched that into the, the limelight. Um, and obviously, Hinkley bringing up the Horn Francis mm. stuff a couple weeks ago was good. Like yep. I was glad he said that in a press conference. I wish, um, I wish they would stop talking about it. I, I, it just, and I know we're talking about it now, but it was really funny. Um, I don't know who it was oh, talking. Was Buckley shut them down about it? Buckley's been good. Yeah, so, I which that, shocks me because you know how I feel Lewis about Buckley. And, Lewis and Lyon talking about it yeah. on on Saturday, and, and Buckley was like, "Then we should just shouldn't talk about it." And they just kept talking. And he's looking at them like, "Shut up." <laughs> um, but someone recently was like, "Essendon have a real chance to shut this this booing saga down. They shouldn't even mention it. They shouldn't bring it up." And I'm like, "You've just brought it up. You've just brought it up. You've put it into I, Essendon fans' I have minds." Heard Collingwood players saying that, you know, Buckley had, was one of those coaches as well that was, like, very much in your corner. Don't boo a champion. Like, yeah, but, like, yeah. But very much in your corner, very much emotional support, like that kind of coach, mm. which players love, and they always do. That's why Leon Cameron was at GD West for so long, because he was that as well. So Well, I feel like... Um, no wonder... Uh, Stuart used the same for Yeah, so no wonder Buckley was so loud about that it's the just, other day, because it's just really obvious, he would have hated and it that. it shouldn't take someone who was in a coach role no, two years ago absolutely. to realise that. Um, and Jordan Lewis, you know how I feel about him. He needs to shut up about it too. Just um, back up. I said, we said last week, both of us did, that we hoped the middle Sunday game would be as shockingly good this week as it was last week because we got the absolute surprise. Mm. It was better than the other two. Um, 
It was the worst of the three. Hold on. The Geelong Essendon game was... Hold a, on, no, sorry. I was yeah, thinking about Saturday. No, high yeah. scoring, kick yeah, fest, yeah, amazing. Yeah. And then the other game was an actual great game of footy. And then we had so one right. of the worst games of the year between Gold Coast and Richmond. Um, and it's funny because we, we were talking about, you know, the trouble Gold Coast were in a, a few weeks back. And like re- re-looking at their season based on where other teams are, I reckon if you'd told go Gold Coast they'd go into this weekend's game against Melbourne, having beaten both Geelong and Richmond this year, they'd be pretty stoked with that. Mm, um, obviously, 13th. weird factors in that. But also, I'm kind of reassessing where I sit, because outside of the brain fade second half against Freo, who haven't been good this year, the other teams they've lost to were Sydney in round one when they still had pretty much full strength. They lost to St Kilda, who are basically two kicks off the top of the ladder. Mm -hmm. And they lost to Essendon, who've beaten some really good teams this year. So Gold Coast haven't really shamed themselves as much as I think people thought they did because people thought Essendon and St Kilda weren't as good as they've turned out to be at the moment. So I'm holding my thoughts uh, on Gold Coast currently. I think one of the problems is that St Kilda beat them by so much. St Kilda kicked their biggest score against them. Um, And I'm pretty sure St Kilda have the worst... Four points in, four in the comp, yeah, and the best, oh, I mean best outside of Hawthorne and a couple of the lower teams, like for the top top yeah, 10, yeah, 15, yeah. 10, top ten to twelve teams, easily the worst, worst. four best against. But it's just their best uh, there against is killer. It's about a hundred points better than the next. My other thing I got from that game is my outrageously big call hmm. um, that I'm making mm. uh, now. These which are never good. We won't know until like three or four years down the line whether I'm wrong or not. Uh, Hawthorne will win a final again before Richmond do. All right, let me think about this. That is what I got from watching football this weekend. Uh, Richmond needs some changes fast. Uh, they, they look very flat and stale. You know, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. Um, and in general, uh, I think I'm a lot more lenient on Richmond than you are. Yep. Um, but I think that Richmond still have enough top-end talent uh, that isn't retiring age um, to be able to make a difference. Um if they start to get in decent younger players around them, and I know it's hard because mm. of the uh, the trade trading in. issues, um, but that's where you can, like I said last week, look if you're open to maybe shipping out a Dustin Martin to a to a contending team, something like that. Um, you can kind of fix those gaps, and you've got players coming through like Cumberland. You've got players like Bolton, who if they sharpen their skills mm. in front of goals, can be an absolute weapon. Foston's still only twenty eight. Um, yeah. Nankervis is only 26. So that was a that was a dire game. Like oh, there was no, no, don't get me wrong. Um, They're struggling at the moment. There they was are no struggling. weather concerns in that no. game and they kicked six goals. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's bad. Th- I don't think I've seen in dry weather Richmond kick a score under 50 for a long, long time. I just think I just think Cumberland will get better. I actually think Samson Ryan looks pretty decent. He's got, um, he's got a lot of promise, actually. I think they've got back stocks that and they are obviously missing playing Lynch. that can improve. Lynch is 30. Yeah, um, but he's but a huge part of their team another three or four yeah. years, and he's super important to them now. He's ended up being their their focal uh, point completely. Um, but I'm not all doom and gloom about them. Mm. But it's not great. Well, that's why I said win a final, not play finals. I think they could still play finals again in the next few years, but I think they need to kind of do a, a reshuffle of. I think Hawthorne have a again. long way to go. go so do I. Win a well, final. so do I. That was why I said it's an outrageously big statement because I think both teams are a long way off winning another one. Imagine if Richmond come back and win a final this year. That'd, That'd be, be very funny. Crazy. Um, that'd be egg on my face. That'd be good. <laughs> um, so Tazzy talk. You brought it up at the start. I did not. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on on nineteenth team? Uh, Tasmania deserves a team. I agree with that. Uh, I believe that we shouldn't have 
an uneven number of teams. I agree with that. But I also think we can't introduce two teams at the same time. I, yep. Uh, I don't think they should be called the Tasmania Devils. I totally agree with that too. Uh, and I don't think it's because of Disney copyright reasons, like no. some absolute numpty for Channel 7 wrote. In the paper, also on the on the. I think yesterday. that factors in, but I, I think, think it's think just it because, because it's were, the Victorian boring. team used to be called the Tasmanian Devils. It's just boring. Yeah, That's you also all. can't sue over the literal name of an animal. No, I don't think you can either. But um, I just think that they need to be some form of green. Fremantle got rid of it, and it's been lost to yep. the AFL. And well, I Tassie, believe oh, I've always thought Tassie should be a green, probably green and white, be. green and yellow team. Um, it is the Tassie colours in yep. my head. Uh, maybe even green and red because they've used that before, but that's pushing on more free wear before. Mm. Well, they got rid of it. Fuck them. Yeah, they got rid of both of those colours. If they want to steal um, other teams' colours, yeah, someone can steal their old ones. Yeah, they want to give wear them the old, give them the almost, Freo song almost too. all black kit. Oh, don't give them the Freo song. <laughs> give them something that's at least enjoyable. Tazzy heave ho. <laughs> so, well, the other the other part is obviously you mentioned no one likes an uneven number of teams. No, and the chat on that is a third WA team. Ah, uh, I've thought long and hard about this. So the Midland Methods. Yeah, you, you have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's the chat at the moment. Obviously, we do have a large footballing population, so much so that being members of either AFL club doesn't guarantee you a seat at the games. Yeah. Oh, we're talking WA. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that that makes it makes sense why to be in the there discussion. There are two viable options. There are only two viable options amongst yes. the many, and it is a third WA team or a Canberra team. Yes. You either I need feel to like tell GWS to, GWS to, to ship out because or, or Canberra be there. actually likes football. Um. It can't be South Australia. I don't think they have the population for I don't it think personally. So yeah. Um, WA does have the population and the issue with the backlog on yep. memberships. I don't. It's obviously not going to be another Victorian team. That's just for sure. Um, it's not going to be international. It's not going to be New Zealand. It's not going to be London. It's not going to be fucking America. China, America. <laughs> it's none of those. We failed in China. That's for sure. And it's not going to be Northern Territory. No, I can tell you that because for it, sure. what, the population isn't there. It's the wrong time of year yep. for Northern Territory. We, we we know all the problems with the Darwin team. I think the third most likely is actually a really North Queensland Yeah, Cairns. I thought the same yeah. thing. Um, so I think in order of likelihood, it's WA, uh, Canberra. Cairns. Cairns. Yeah, I would totally agree. Um, but yeah, I'd prefer that they moved other teams to either or, or both, Canberra so, and Cairns. So I prefer... But you see, moving teams doesn't fix the 19 problem no no i mean after merge. the 20th one comes in like i feel like if they want to give a team to canberra or cairns if they bring a 20th team in somewhere else you, i'd rather they move to a team who already had a supporter base than start a new one somewhere that it's hard to build a team it's it's really tough with gws playing both sides yes um well they failed western sydney so they might as well go to canberra but you see they wouldn't they wouldn't I don't think they failed Western Sydney because I don't think they would get as many people to games as they do, yeah, which is still little. Without at least people, at least it's Sydney. near Sydney. Yeah. Um, um, well, my my thought was for the WA team hmm. is so the discussion's been around a Joondalup team, which it I should just it's, be. It's, if it is, it should be the Perth Falcons. It right? follows the same kind of methodology of uh, what the AFL's done with Gina West and Gold Coast, and it's gone to a large population growth area, which is the far northern suburbs. But I think, so my my wilder idea is a, um, calling them the Northwest Sharks or something like that, and having it to encompass the northern areas all the way up to Geraldton, and you could play four games a year um, in Joondalup, which has enough capacity to host a team as big as someone like GWS, mm-hmm. two a year in Geraldton, which is the same size as Joondalup, and then the main games at Perth Stadium. And that way I feel like you're a better chance of capturing that region. If you're playing some actual heart and soul mm. stuff, if you play a couple of games in Geraldton, you're going to get that area. Like I know yeah. that they're a split between Freo and West Coast and a lot of them still love um, East Freo and the Waffle because that's their team and that's why I thought the Sharks would be a good name for them. 
Um, and they're on the West Coast. I just think if you're basing it mostly in June, July, it kind of has to be the Falcons. The Falcons, because West Perth have had that for so yeah. long. And you don't have to call them the Perth Falcons. Yeah, it, it could, they won't again, be. it could be the Northwest Falcons. Um, um, but yeah, I think capturing Geraldton in that to try Geraldton and... is tough, though, because you could really only play there at a rural Yeah, well, as I say, two, two games a year. But, like, Geraldton is the same size as Drindelop Oval. So for the smaller team games, which they're not, not going to get does huge... It, does it disadvantage your side to give them home games at three different stadiums? It does, but in their first year, does it matter? Like, I think if you're if you're spending two years, you know that it's a growth product. But again, if it is a growth product and it succeeds, if they take those games away from Geraldton, Yeah, well, that, that, is, that is true. Uh, but I, at least you're capturing the populace. I, and feel, your I feel that's Your, your Resi's team can play there, at least. Uh, I don't know. I feel like WA teams have to travel enough cities. They, they do. Getting, getting yeah. them on the plane to go somewhere else in WA, yeah. that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, but only the Bulldogs play in Ballarat. Once a year. Yeah. So you, you keep one, <laughs> but after you do that, so once they're too big to play Joondalup Oval, people from Joondalup will go to Perth. That's fine. Mm. And you play one game a year um, in Geraldton against a team who, like Gold Coast, would probably be a really good option to play there. Um, and then at least you're keeping those fans there. They can get their one actual home game a year yeah. and travel down to Perth for the big games. If they Look, want to. I'm, I'm not against it. And I feel like the... North, I think it's a, I think it's sixteen to 18,000, the stadium out there. The Midwest area should be captured in some way because... So I mean, much talent comes Not to there. talk about my previous job, but I, I've <laughs> yeah, yeah, dealt yeah. with a lot of people in the Midwest region. They're pretty loyal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if and something is in their area and services them locally, they will stick with that yes. until it falls apart. No, no uh, comment. Um, <laughs> and you look at the insane amount of footballers that have come from Northampton. Yeah, Germany. yeah, That's definitely a freakish amount. Like obviously Kennedy. Um, it could be a really Hazelby, good zone, uh, according to Wikipedia. Nathan Broad, despite <laughs> the fact that he definitely grew up in Bindoon and not Dongra. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it, that that does have a lot of footballing talent out there. So they're obviously the kind of area that you should be promoting. It's the same reason as why we're talking about Tasmania. So and I feel I am. I'm sure that. There would be, you know, people that can make the same argument in uh, South Australia. Obviously, um, you've got the Red Legs there mm. who were rumoured to be putting through a thing for And then license. they denied it themselves. I think a big issue with that one, and it's similar to what we just said about West Coast and Frio fans being all, all across this region now, is that Adelaide would kick a stink oh, yeah. if the Red they'll, Legs they'll came in. Yeah. They would lose a significant portion of fans. Mm-hmm. Um not that I, I can't really fathom changing your football team. Like, I'm still struggling with the fact that the Northern Bull Ants and the Carlton VFL yeah, yeah, yeah. team exist. I'm, like, I'm so lucky with Geelong with that, <laughs> that Geelong's Resi's team has just always yeah. been Geelong because Geelong was a VFL team before they were an a, or a VFA team before they were a, yeah, a VFL I, team. I can't, so. I can't fathom the need to switch or change a team. Like, I obviously wasn't really cognizant or around for Fitzroy uh, just being destroyed. But if that happened today, I think that would be absolutely devastating. And that's why I'm not really for the merging or destroying of a team because I feel like there's too much history. We've yeah. seen it happen once. It should not happen And Fitzroy again. doesn't have the supporter base they had before. Um, um, so no. I think, But I think moving safer than merging. So like Sydney moved. Maybe, maybe just make Fitzroy the 20th team in North <laughs> Queensland. Sydney moved and they at least kept a lot of the fans because it think was the same team. That's whereas that's the merging one. Brisbane and Fitzroy cro- caused a lot yeah. of issues. Um, but, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that with, with the Northern Bull Ants because I think it, it's funny the same thing with, like, um, our mate oh, oh, Tim who's mm. um, talking oh, about before course. with, like, West Coast. East Perth he doesn't even West care about West Coast, Coast in the waffle. He's, he's East Perth. He only cares yeah. about West Coast for how their players are doing. Yeah, of have- which this week there will be... Zero because they have twenty six fit players, which is the entire travelling team. Yeah, no, I um, they, I don't think they'll take all of them. No, um, but, 
but crikey, that's a it's I, getting to dire levels. I totally it? get that side of things too because I watch the Carlton Reserves games simply because I want to see how yeah. the younger kids are going. Um, and I don't have that with the Bull Ants anymore, but I still care about how they go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's 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 cruel. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I'm just glad the Bull Ants are around. It's I'm like I'm the number one but, WA Bull Ants fan. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that there would be no argument with that. I, 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 <laughs> I think you're one of the most invested Bullants fans in the country, <laughs> let alone in WA. Um, you need to get some merch, that's for sure. <laughs> I, that'd be a good jumper to have. I, I was walking past the um, East Fremantle stand the other day and I, I thought about buying a jumper because they've got the old East kit back again, the, mm. the full stripes down the middle. Uh, I didn't do it, but I might one day. It's, it's hard when I work those games and I walk past them like, oh, I could buy a little cheeky merch. Um, but, yeah, it's good. It's... Uh, I, so many clubs have so much history behind them. That's mm. even state level clubs. Yep. Um, and it, it's the problem in Perth, like when when Frio and West Coast tried to build their own teams in, it just it didn't work, and that's why Frio moved away from that model and why they're back with Peel. Mm. I think um, that's the second week in a row we've mentioned that actually. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, and well, I, West Coast just keep giving reasons to do it yeah. because if your Resi's team is based around having at least ten available West Coast players. And you don't really have Colts. guarantees. You need to have less than ten injuries. Yeah, at any time. And you're also really working on. You don't really have the Colts set up. So like, because you don't have a catchment region. Yeah. So like, all the all the teams have their area, um, and they come straight through. And I think it's a bit different in other states, but obviously Perth is very much structured to you pick players from your region. They stay loyal to your club. It doesn't always work. Mm. Players get traded. People go to Subi. Um. Yeah. True. Um. Canelio Jr. is playing for Perth at the moment instead of some mm. districts because they didn't need halfbacks. They've got Toby Watson. Um, yeah. But like for the most part, they come through that region. Is it Toby or Toby? It is Toby Watson. No, I refuse. Yeah, I know. It's Toby Watson. As um, soon as you said that, my heart broke off. I know. It's, it's so sad. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is interesting like that because, yeah, they don't have that cult set up coming through, which means their resis players are just picked resis players and yeah. waffle players from other teams, like what they can get. So they do rely on that star power, and when it's not there... Uh, we've just seen West Coast come off the back of like back to back to back, eighty to one hundred point losses, um, which is rough. They had it, um, a, one of the former um, Claremont greats come out of um, Kane Williamson came out of uh, oh yeah retirement to play against his old club for West Coast on the weekend, and he was West Coast best player. That's how bad they're going. Yikes! He's been not playing for two years. His last game was the prelim in twenty twenty one, and he came back and had thirty two touches. Ah oh, man, I mean that's not bad. Imagine being that good at football. Imagine retiring for two years and going, yeah, I'll pull a jumper on for West Coast against my old team. Nah. <laughs> it's insane. You'd run around for 20 minutes. You'd oh, be cooked. There's players out there that he was still fitter than who are current players. Yeah, like, yeah. Some people are just freak athletes mm. and, and they're so dedicated to it. Like you see Boomer Harvey running. Um, uh, not anymore. <laughs> well, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Too soon? Brutal. <laughs> you saw... <laughs> Boomer Harvey running for North like, over the last few years. And, like, he was in better shape than some of their players. Like, yeah. It, it, just a player who's just so dedicated to being... It was a different kind of fitness, though. He was, like, oh, he ridiculously got tank. But, like, um, he could but he still... But he was still fit. Yeah, he was still um, lean and fit. Which is what's important. I mean, you have to kind of be... Whereas some favorite. players just don't because mm. they're... And it's understandable if you're eating an athlete's diet for 12 years and then you stop working out with that intensity five days a week and you keep eating that same food, you're just going to lose it. I would just wonder how long... Could you keep turning up to the gym after you've retired at the club? How long can you just pop in for a visit and be like, oh, I'll just 
use a bars for a minute. <laughs> I, I do wonder. That'd be interesting because I, I know Schofield, after he filled in, um, said that he had to get a new fob. Interesting. Um, but he still used his they locker. Canceled, so he, they cancelled a premiership player's they fob. They cancelled a premiership. Nah, he's a, he's that's a, he's not a, on. He's a life member as That's well. not on. Um, <laughs> but well, I think they changed them over. So they went from the old fobs, like the little buttons, to cards, which okay. obviously everyone's doing now. Right. He didn't have a card. But he said he, he used the same locker, so he just put his stuff in Jermaine Jones's locker. <laughs> <laughs> I rate that. He was like, no, that's my number. And he's wearing like 67. He's like, no, no, that it's one. It's always a unit. And also fronting up to do media oh. for the West Coast Carlton game. What? Absolute legend. And Absolute. then play. You can play them again. Um, yeah, and look, you have to rate that. And that, that goes to show how well the club has treated players yes. over the years. Like if they're multiple players have been willing to come out of retirement and help them out, massive kudos yep. to, to the club for the way they've handled things. And I think that's always they're been a, a West Coast spot. thing. It's just they're in a real rough spot with their injuries. Um, yeah. I don't think it is anything to do with Adam Simpson, um, although I do understand why people might be calling for him to move I, on. I or think the if, CEO. if they lose, I think they've got, in the next three weeks, they've got both Richmond and Hawthorne. If they, if lose, they lose both of those, yeah. I think they're in big trouble. I think the only thing that really brings it into, wow, that's awful territory is when someone pointed out that they've had more 100-point losses at home than they have had wins. Yeah. yeah Just wins horrible. in general. Um, um, they've lost, the past it feels like they've years. lost as many games over the last three years than they've lost ever. Like, I know that's not true, it, but like, it, it feels is, like it. It's really um, going to do a dent in those standings where you see, like, Geelong, Sydney, West mm. Coast. Uh, was there another one? No, it's really just those, yeah, those three. Yeah, those just made finals every finals, year. Finals, finals, finals. Like, um, are really going to drop off. It is going to damage that because yep. it's three three years in a row now without them. I don't think they've ever done that before. Nope. Um, and when that's, they, that's another warning sign, right, for mm, them? Like, that's when, that's unprecedented. When they came in as a club, the AFL didn't have the, the new system they have now, which tries to build up teams over time. They're mm. like West Coast and Adelaide have open slatter of state okay. players. And then you got West Coast won two flags, Adelaide won two flags. And I went, hang on. No. no we've gone a bit too that. hard here. Um, and look, and we saw that obviously both those teams, even after those flags, continued to be successful. West Coast mm. won another one. Adelaide still made finals. I felt like they were top of the ladder every year from like 2001 to five. A sneaky because uh, um, during that period they obviously didn't win, mm. um, but they were always around. They were, um, but yeah, it's it's just, uh, and I feel like they're going to have to tread that water again with Tasmania because I feel like they went too far the other way with um, Gold Coast and GWS. Mm. Like they, they set them up too much to fail. Um, even well, and they they tried you just to go look at those inaugural teams, and you go, it's oh, ah. not much there. Like Gold Coast got Ablett, and yeah. it made them more relevant for the first couple of years. Um, but even with him there, they struggled. Whereas Jeter Worst managed, I think Heath Shaw was one of the biggest names yeah. they pulled. And he was he was, a he, really oh, he was brilliant for them for a long time. Um, but like with some of the other names, like, you know, you're, you're, you're struggling when you're like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll bring a 31-year-old Satanto Halpenover. Dean Brogan. Dean uh, Brogan. Po- almost post-retirement. Chad Corns. Chad Corns, who was still a, he's still a unit. Yeah. He's a big boy. I saw there was a couple of preseasons ago. One of the ago. best to be. <laughs> yeah, it's still opposites, aren't they? <laughs> A couple of pre-seasons ago, um, Chad Corns posted a photo to his Instagram. Um, it was, like, captioned something like, just a quick workout. It was him and Charlie Dixon, both, mm. like, sweaty with their shirts off. Like, That's two fucking huge men. Like, they are massive boys. And I was also I was struck by the realisation that Chad Corns was, like, 40 in that yeah. photo. Yeah. That's insane. Like, that man's been retired for 10 years and he looks like that. Good stuff. I, Maybe, always, th- I always think of that footage of him down in the rooms with the, oh. the ropes. I don't, when, know, I don't know what he was doing. I think he was taken off or something. He was mad. I remember when someone tore that jumper. He was playing Virginia West and he just wore it torn for ages because he was like, nah, just, just show, off, show off the rig. I would if I could. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon a lot of players do, genuinely. Um, you brought it to my attention the other day. 
Ah, uh, what did I do? Nick Day cost sixteen thousand oh, dollar Anzac yeah. jumper. Uh, obviously, he won the Anzac medal. It's not going to be worth that much ever again. Mm. There is memorabilia that gets more expensive, and the thing all is, stays the same. They will sell replicas. They will sell, sell replicas of the medal. In there with the medal and whatever. I don't, I don't it is think the jumper, but is it worth $16,000? As long as it's going towards Anzac charity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's important. That's the important part to mention. As long as it's going to yep. actual charity, actual work that needs to be done. Uh, but that's a lot of money on something Same. that means next to nothing. Yeah. Sorry, Collingwood fans. Uh, I understand probably drop the, drop the thousand or so dollars on a jumper for, you know, that's cool. That's a match-worn jumper. Awesome, sixteen grand. Yeah, you were looking at like what four hundred bucks for a Brad Close jumper the other day, yeah. or six hundred. Yeah. Well, someone who had a really good game in that game with the jumper was going for like it was like uh, is that Guthrie? Hmm. It's going for like five hundred bucks, and I was like, that's a steal. Tom Hawkins was the expensive one, right? Yeah, yeah, because that was gathering. He kicked like five goals or something. Yeah, um, um, but yeah, I just I get why people do it. You get something out of it, and you give to charity. But sixteen thousand, it's so much money. It's it's unfathomable. Yeah, I mean, but some people earn that in a heartbeat. So. Yeah. It's probably to some jacked really up Collingwood fan. Yeah, fan. It's probably Eddie. <laughs> that would not. They won't me. let him into the club, so we had to buy him. When he tried to get in the shipping container to get to the WA Grand Final, wouldn't put anything past him. Anyway, let's end it there. <laughs> yeah, let's wrap that up. Um, next week, I'll try and cover some who would win. I feel like we've we've fallen off the. Oh yeah, we have those. fallen off the who would um, wins. Who who would win? Chad or Kane Corns? Chad. Uh, uh, yeah. Every 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 matter of the word. Um, who would win in the media? Chad. Chad <laughs> stays out of it. That's a win. Anyway, thank you for listening to The Back Pocket. You'll find us at The Back Pocket AU on all socials. And um, hopefully we'll come back on Wednesday next week instead of Thursday. We tried to this week, but I tried to get a new recording set up working and it didn't work. And yep. I was not in the mood to record once that was finished. You had a menti B. I had a little, just leave it at that. I had a little snooze afterwards. It was good. Uh, but we will see you next week. Enjoy the footy. As always, PayPal me at- <laughs> <laughs> with at gmail.com <laughs> nah cut that <laughs> <laughs>